All right, it's time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Happy Hump Day. It's a busy Hump Day. I'll tell you, there's lots, yeah. lots going on. We got the deal that's just happened in Ottawa. Meanwhile, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau talking at this hour to the European Parliament mm-hmm. in Brussels. So let's have a short listen here to Trudeau speaking a very short time ago. Here he is talking about uh, Russia's Vladimir Putin. Putin thought democracy was weak. He saw our disagreements and debates as weakness. But what he has never understood is that the rigors of debate, that forceful civic engagement, is what makes us strong. And that democracy, at its best, will always be stronger than authoritarianism. Okay, Justin Trudeau speaking a short time ago in Europe. Yeah, again, uh, Trudeau's chance to look prime ministerial on the international stage. As this is, uh, but again, there's no no clear plan how this is going to end. Yeah. But you're going to again see Trudeau now at the international level talking with other world leaders. It enhances his uh, his image abroad and his image at home. But again, Canada's still a bit player on the world stage when it comes to international conflicts like this. But you know, obviously, what's unfolding in Ukraine is absolutely. Uh, horrible, but we don't see what the exit strategy is uh, right now for Putin. Got a great guest coming up later on the show on this topic, Jeremy Kinsman, who is Canada's former ambassador mm-hmm. to Russia. He's also a former ambassador to the United Kingdom. I'm really looking forward to talking to him at the bottom of the hour. We'll get into some of those some of those questions. Here's another clip of Trudeau speaking a short time ago to the European Parliament saying Putin miscalculated here. Have a listen. Putin thought we were divided. He thought he could weaken the EU and NATO. He miscalculated, and he is seeing it backfire. NATO and the EU are now more resolved and united than ever. Okay. Well, Trudeau's correct. I mean, it has unified NATO and the EU like like never before. I mean, yeah. we have never seen this type of unity uh, ever until Putin launched his invasion of Ukraine. So Trudeau's right on that score. But again. It was almost a stalemate. The Russians have lost thousands of soldiers. One estimate is 30,000 in terms of dead, Whoa. captured, or who's wounded. Esti- whose estimate that, is that? That's the West estimate. So, yeah. again, we don't know how, how to verify this. But there's a lot of a lot of people dying in Ukraine on both sides of the, of, uh, of the issue. Okay, Canada's former ambassador to Russia coming up at the bottom of this hour. Closer to home here, Keith, let's talk about the power deal here between the NDP and the Liberals announced yesterday in Ottawa. So we had an awesome debate on this to start the show. Uh, the Conservatives just fit to be tied on this. They're absolutely furious. I don't blame them. Let me play a clip here of uh, for Pierre Poliev who a lot of people think will end up as the next leader of the federal conservative party, running for the leader of the party. Have a listen to his plan here to fight back against this NDP liberal deal. Have a listen to this. We can push back hard against the, this coalition attack on our freedom and our country. We can mobilize the Canadian people to apply pressure on backbench liberals and NDPers who are not comfortable with this backroom deal in order that we may force a non-confidence vote and try to defeat the government and its coalition partner before the 2025 expiry of this deal. There's no way that's going to happen when you do yeah. the math in the House of yeah, Commons. Pierre, yeah. Pierre should take a math course. So, no, he hasn't got anywhere near the numbers. He's not going to get disgruntled NDPers to come maybe on side with him. We might maybe get one. 
Probably not even one. You won't get any new Democrat. He might get, I mean, there might be the odd liberal who's uncomfortable with this, but no. I mean, when you're in power, you like being in power. You don't see many people step away from a a government. You see see people step away from opposition parties. That's who crosses the floor generally. Uh, So Poliev is, um, I mean, he's using language again, our freedoms are being usurped and and such, which is complete nonsense. This is actually how the system works. In the Westminster system, the parties can get together and have an accord. They can either have a coalition. This is not a coalition because the NDP has no presence in the cabinet room. Yeah. That's what's required for a coalition. This is simply a working agreement to make uh, parliament function. And the conservatives may not like it. I don't blame. Just like the BC Liberals were fit to be tied when the NDP and the, and the uh, Greens forged that. You remember in 2017, Christy Clark was furious that, that uh, I remember her, we were out in the Rose Garden and she threw her hands up in the air and said, this is ridiculous. Well, it might have been ridiculous to her, but it was it was sweet music to John Horgan and Andrew Weaver. Sure. I mean, she even went to the uh, the, go- the lieutenant governor. Yeah, and argued asked for another for, election. Asked for another election, which is something she said she wouldn't do. But, you know, the fact of the matter is in the parliamentary system, they can do these team-ups. This is perfectly fine. It's, it's not unprecedented. It happened here. It's happened in Ottawa. It's happened in the United Kingdom. What's unusual about this is that it happened it doesn't happen very often, is that no. there's a signed accord. There's a signed yeah. agreement. Usually it's just a wink and a nod, uh, and that's what we've been functioning for years. I mean, Jagmeet Singh, as I mentioned, was never going to bring down the, the Liberal government uh, for a number of reasons, uh, least of, most of which was he didn't want any avenue to power for the Conservatives. I mean, he can broker a deal with the Liberals because there's more common campaign platforms between the NDP and the Liberals, in fact, that increases all the time with Trudeau's move to the left, than there are between the NDP and the Conservatives. So this is not unusual and it's not unheard of. I've seen some contrary analysis about whether this is a good thing or a bad thing for a guy like Polyev and the Conservatives. On the one hand, you know, the Conservatives are clearly furious about it. On the other, I, I saw one analysis yesterday that said, actually, this probably works out well for a guy like Polyev if he becomes the conservative leader, gives him three years to get his name in front of the public, gives him three years to fundraise for the conservative party. Who knows if this deal goes off the rails and well, becomes unpopular? Yeah, and it also neatly frames Polyev against everyone else. So it's against a common enemy. Uh, rather than a three-way fight or a four-way fight, it's going to be Poliev versus this, this again, not a coalition, but they sort of cemented themselves to each other. And that's going to, I think it's going to make it difficult for the NDP to make gains here. I think it's increasingly a liberal versus conservative fight. Yeah, and there's some big deliverables in this deal. So, I mean, this is the bottom line for a lot of Canadians is what am I going to get out of this? Now, one of the, the big ones here is this dental plan, a national dental plan in Canada, which is something that Jagmeet Singh campaigned on mm-hmm. in the last election. He wanted to bring in this national dental plan. Now, the, the, a lot of questions about it. You know, how much would it cost? What services would be covered? Well, it's not it's not universal, which is a big a big difference. It's, it's people families under with income under ninety thousand, and again, many of those families are already on benefits plans. If you're in, in a company, so it's not it's not. I think the big ticket item in this in this proposal, and again, we don't have any details, is the national pharmacare, pharmacare. plan. That yeah, is way that's the big one. that is way more expensive, way more complicated, and again, that's music to the province's ears. The premiers are around, and John Horgan tweeted this about how the premiers are are very happy with this deal because they see the potential for the federal government 
uh, ponying up big dollars for pharmacare. The provinces want the federal government to start stepping up in terms of funding healthcare. Was it when when our universal healthcare system was first created in the '60s? It was a 50% funded by the federal government, 50% by the provinces. The the federal share is now down to something like 22%. It's been yeah. eroded and and decreasing for years. If the, it's a way to increase it is by having pharmacare funding. Uh, the premiers are going to be very happy about that. Right, and this is something that Randeep Sarai touched on earlier in the show, Liberal MP from Surrey, who was my guest at 9 o'clock, and he talked about how, look, the provinces will be part of these programs that we're going to roll out. Here's what he had to say to me a short time ago. And it'll be working in collaboration with the provinces, so it'll be a joint commitment mm. from the provinces and the federal government. Well, will it and cost? Eventually, it'll actually cost less in the long run than it costs now when we have people not taking their medical uh, medicines and their pharmacare, and they're going to hospitals well, to be treated then at three cost- thousand dollars a day. Okay, I was trying to pin them down there and exactly how much it costs. <laughs> I don't course, think I don't you're think they're going to get an answer. No, I don't think they got a dollar answer, and I don't think the provincial governments have a dollar figure in mind either. I, but again, I think the big, the the the, the uh, enticement here is come in on the dental plan. And we'll come in on the pharmacare plan. The pharmacare plan is way more expensive than the dental plan. So the provinces may have to give something here, but if they get something bigger in return, I think you've got a, a some some agreement there. There's some hardball negotiations coming up here. Well, yeah, I mean, the feds I, and the provinces. Again, this dental plan, they're they're further along on the pharmacare plan because that's been kicked around for a number of years. The dental plan has not. This is relatively early when it comes to this type of thing. So you're right. There's going to be some interesting negotiations between the provinces yeah. and, the, and Ottawa on that one. For sure. All right, welcome back to the show. It's Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry is my guest. Phone lines are open to him. 604-280-9898 is the number. Star 9898, toll free on your cell. Let's go to Karen in Surrey. Hi, Karen. Hi, good morning, gentlemen. I just wanted to say two things. First of all, I think Jagmeet should cross the floor. Secondly, I think that uh, anybody that pays extended health fees should get a tax break. It's an incentive for us to not burden the government by joining this. I mean, there's so many families I know. I know our family. We pay huge amounts on our benefits. Uh, and there's no taxable benefit for us to be able to write that off. So I think this needs to be really clearly thought out. I agree. We need a dental plan. There's no doubt in my mind that this should be part of universal health care. And I'm a conservative. But here's what I have a problem with. You can't just hand out to one and not give benefits to the other. That's just not going to work for me. Okay, Karen, thank you very much for the call. Yeah, it was a good call, Karen. Um, but we do hand out benefits to people and not others, and it's based on, on income. Uh, we have social assistance. We have other benefits for for low-income people. So this would not be out of step in terms of having a dental plan for low-income low income people. In terms of drug meets crossing the floor, I don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't think he's clearly said he doesn't. He has not been offered a seat in the Liberal cabinet. He doesn't want to be a, a, a that. Liberal that would I minister. think that would tear that NDP caucus apart if yeah. they were to enter a formal coalition. Uh, history shows on a number of fronts, notably in the United Kingdom, so many examples of the junior partner in a coalition government getting absolutely buried at the next election because they wear all the mistakes and get none of the credit. Well, look what happened to the BC Green Party here. Yeah. They got, they well, got that wasn't a coalition. No. That was the... that was just a, a CASA. Well, yeah, but they did a deal with Horgan. Yep. 
Horgan reneged on it. He pulled the, the plug. final year on it. He pulled the plug. And, and uh, again, as we talked about yesterday, nothing stopping Justin Trudeau from pulling the plug on this in yeah. 2024 if the polls are looking good for him. Oh, and, and by the way, with, with Karen's point about she'd like to see a tax break for, for people who are already paying for dental, dental care, I don't think that tax cuts are on the horizon no. right now. They'll be looking. This is a government I think is going to be looking for places to raise revenue. There is yeah. spending. All is going governments, up so much. Are, all governments, at every level are looking of ways to raise revenue, and they're all sort of look. Uh, they are abhorrent at raising taxes, uh, but they look for other revenue streams. Troy and Kelowna. Hi, Troy. What do you think? Well. Keith, I think, how dare you say that about Pierre Polyev, that he has to check his math? I think you have no idea uh, what's going on in the NDP party. I phoned a lot of the uh, MPs uh, just before the Emergencies Act uh, vote uh, to try to, uh, you know, tell them to, to vote with their conscience. And uh, for, for Trudeau, two days later, to turn around and slap them all in the face, I would think that left a pretty bad taste in their mouth. So... Um, as far as Jag Jeep goes, the only good thing that I have to say about him, the only one thing is, yeah, I agree. As a conservative, uh, a dental plan for the country would be good. I, I have no problem with that. But uh, as far as the rest of them, I think the other thing about Jag Need, I think he's got stars in his eyes, and he, he wants to be invited to Davos with the rest of that clan. Okay, okay, thank you. Well, the point about check your math... Yeah, the, the point we were talking. The point we were talking about there is Polyev was saying, "Well, I'm going to bring this government down by bringing over some disgruntled new Democrats and not liberals to vote non-confidence against this government." Look, the Liberal NDP team up here translates into something like an 18 seat majority in mm -hmm. the House of Commons. You are not going to get like 20 Liberal and NDP MPs no. to turn against this <laughs> this government. You're not okay? going to get a single new Democrat even even flirt with the idea of supporting something Pierre Poliev wants to do. Yeah. No, he's far right, and they're just not there. So sorry, check your math. I mean, a lot of it is his political campaign for leadership of the Conservative Party, because what he's saying, he's making an appeal to Conservative members saying, look, I'm a guy who knows how the House of Commons can work. Vote me in as the conservative well, the, the, leader. I'm trying to bring the government down. He, well, he, he can't do it, but he's going to no, say he's, he, he's trying to win the conservative party leadership. The membership yeah. of the conservative party, the conservative party has drifted to the right significantly from the days of Brian Mulroney, even Stephen Harper. So he's trying to win that race, and that means sending messages that appeal to that base. After he wins, assuming he wins, then he has to widen his, he has to broaden his appeal. I wouldn't be surprised if Polly have changes his messaging after he becomes leader because he's he's got two hurdles. He's yeah. If, if he be, you think he's going to win the, the conservative leadership? I at think this point? I think he has to be favored because I, th I yeah. think the party membership has drifted to his side of the spectrum, yeah. and Jean Charest just is sort of a little late in the game to this. And he, I think Charest would have to sign up, and Patrick Sullivan. Although you never know. I mean, this is a three-way race. Brown. Pa Patrick Brown, sorry. Yeah. Uh, this is a three-way race, uh, but I think Polly have had an early start, and again, his messaging seems to be more where the party base seems to be at. Tasha on the line in Vancouver. Hi, Tasha. Go ahead. Hi, great to speak uh, with the two of you. I'm, I'm very pleased about this agreement for the initiatives like uh, dental care for people of uh, low income. It, you know, it, really it all starts with oral care. If, if you don't take care of your teeth, it, it can become systemic, uh, the problems. I know that from yeah. caring for my late mom. So it, it's very important, especially we want to give children a really good head start. Um, but what I'm really heartened by is... Um, to see, for whatever reasons, politically, 
for Liberal and NDP. I don't care about their politics. I, I care that they're collaborating and cooperating for the good of Canadians. I want to see more of that and uh, less partisanship. So I'm sure they have their own ideas about, you know, how it's going to benefit them. They can say whatever they want. But the only thing I think about this right now is I'd, I'd, I'd like us, the timing, again, is not great. Uh, we really need to focus on the people in Ukraine. You know, these are... Okay. Okay, Tasha, thank thank you for the... the, I hate to step on you there, but we're out of time. Go ahead. Well, I think Tasha's hit on one point that I think has become apparent in the pandemic is people are not as partisan as they used to be. They do like to see collaboration. Thanks a lot, Keith. All right, that's Keith Baldry, and that's Baldry's Beat. Thanks a lot for all your calls.